Chapter 26, Young Folks' History of the American Revolution. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Colonel Gary Bohannon. GaryBohannon.com Young Folks' History of the American Revolution by Everett Tomlinson The Taking of Stony Point In the year 1779, only one event occurred in the nature of an open attack. This was the capture of Stony Point, a fort on the Hudson, which Sir Henry Clinton had seized in his tardy advance in 1777 to the aid of the struggling forces of John Burgoyne. In July 1779, Mad Anthony Wayne, with 1,200 picked men, resolved to retake this fort. This force, after silently and carefully making its way through the narrow defiles and across the deep swamps, rendezvoused at a place about a mile and a half below the fort. Leaving his men there, Mad Anthony and a few officers went forward to reconnoitre and form their plans. It was resolved that not a bullet should be used, but that the men should depend upon their bayonets only, and for such a desperate venture, Mad Anthony Wayne was the ideal leader. Although this fort was on a high bluff, with a swamp in its rear, and the waters of the Hudson on three sides of it, and was well equipped with cannon and defended by brave men, not even these obstacles could check this daring and resolute man. Pompey, a negro slave of a true-hearted Whig who dwelt near the river, had been in the habit of going to the fort with strawberries for the officers, but pleading that his tasks for his master would prevent him from coming more in the daytime, he was given permission to come by night, and was also informed that the countersign was, The fort's our own. Pompey's knowledge was at once used by Anthony Wayne. At half-past eleven o'clock that night, July fifteenth, seventeen seventy-nine, the American soldiers, Massachusetts men for the most part, began to move forward in the darkness. In advance were Pompey and two strong men, who seized and gagged the first sentinel as Pompey gave the countersign. The way was still further cleared, and a little after midnight the Americans, having been carefully placed, dashed forward. In the face of the terrible fire they kept on and on, using their bayonets and fighting desperately. A ball grazing his head caused Mad Anthony to fall, and as he thought himself to be mortally wounded, he called out, March on, carry me into the fort, for I will die at the head of my column. He, however, soon recovered, and in a brief time, after a desperate struggle, the fort had been taken, and in sharp contrast to the acts of the British at Fort Washington and elsewhere, it is said that not a redcoat was struck after the garrison had surrendered. Only fifteen of Wayne's men had been killed in the attack, though eighty-three were wounded. The British had lost sixty-three killed, and Johnston, the commander of the fort, and five hundred forty-three of his men became prisoners of the victorious Mad Anthony, who, in his joy, could not wait but immediately dispatched a letter to his commander with the news of the wonderful victory. Dear General, the fort and the garrison with Colonel Johnson are ours. The officers and men behaved like men who are determined to be free. Yours most sincerely, Anthony Wayne. 
Great was the rejoicing among the Continentals, and strong as was the effect of the capture of the fort, Washington clearly perceived that it would be unwise to attempt to hold it. It was therefore decided to evacuate it, and an attempt was made to carry away the cannon. Although this was not successful, the fort was, nevertheless, stripped, and when the redcoats entered it again, as they did July 20th, it was not much more than a stony point indeed. Very naturally the country rang with the praises of Wayne. Congress voted him a medal. General Wayne became a popular toast, and even Charles Lee, who did not love Matt Anthony any more than he did Washington, wrote him, quote, I do most seriously declare that your assault of Stony Point is not only the most brilliant, in my opinion, throughout the whole course of the war, on either side, but that it is the most brilliant I am acquainted with in history. The assault of Chevenets by Marshal Loudon, I think inferior to it. Unquote. End of chapter 26